0: We're going to learn how to be happy and definitely be motivated and inspired as I am joined by happiness strategist, Monique Rhodes. Monique goes around the world teaching students and corporations how to master their lives. Over 70 college and universities use her program, The 10-Minute Mind, and she is also the host of the daily and Your Right Mind podcast. So if you guys don't know about it, She's going to tell us about it, and you definitely need to check it out. She keeps you motivated and inspired on a daily basis. Monique, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me with you, Curtis.
0: Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, as you can probably hear, I have this funky little accent that comes from one of the most beautiful countries in the world. I grew up in New Zealand. It's really such such an amazing place, such a wonderful place, and that's where that's where I started off in the world, Curtis, uh, growing up in in Hobbit's Land. Many of you'll know it from The Lord of the Rings, or the greatest sporting team, the winningest sporting team in the world is the All Blacks. Or you may know New Zealand from our Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, who's become. Very famous over the over these last few years with the pandemic and being one of the youngest female prime ministers in the world, so that's where I hail from, Curtis, and that's 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 that has a lot, I think, to do with who I am being a New Zealander. I think it's a it was a wonderful country to grow up in.
0: Well, you have over twenty five years of experience being a happiness strategist and studying the mind. Explain to what everybody, explain what a happiness strategist is.
1: Yeah. So most of us, I think, go through our lives feeling different elements of maybe depression, maybe sadness, maybe despair. Uh, we might feel that we're a little bit stuck in our lives. You know, we we understand that if we keep going the way that we're going, that everything is is going to remain the same. And so for most of us, we're not really as happy as we want to be. We know that it's possible to be happier, but we don't know how. And so what I do is I teach people how to become happier because it, for, for myself, when I was younger, I had a very difficult childhood. And by the age of 19, I I'd, I'd tried to take my own life. And as I sat in that hospital bed bed, wondering how I was going to turn my life around, I really asked myself the question, why is it that some people are happy? And why is it that I'm struggling so much with this? And so I went on, a, on an adventure around the world. I traveled uh, extensively all over the world, looking at different cultures, looking at different philosophies, and trying to understand what it was that made the difference between people who were happy and people who struggle to see if I could turn this around in myself. So I use myself as an experiment and I have reached such a level of consistent happiness that I didn't actually believe was possible that in the last few years I have um, turned this around and I now teach thousands and thousands of students all over the world exactly what I learned as to how to be happier.
0: Well, we're definitely looking for you to teach the audience tonight. So, so talk about secrets to being happy and give my listeners some practical tips on being more happier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I think one of the most important things for us to understand is that we consistently look outside of ourselves to try and be happy. You know, maybe we think, when I meet the perfect person, I'll be happy, or when I get a raise, I'll be happy, or when I buy this house, I'll be happy. And so what we do is we give our happiness away to external events that we can't actually control. We can be hopeful we meet the person of our dreams. We can be hopeful we get a raise. We can be hopeful we get the perfect job. But actually, we don't know. And so what it means is that our happiness is reliant a little bit on things falling into place. And then what happens, Curtis, is that we get those things. Maybe we meet the person of our dreams, you know, and we we end up, you know, falling in love. And then a few months down the track, we see that a few problems start to rise up. And maybe we don't feel as happy as we did in that initial phase that we fell in love or we start a new job. We think this job is going to make us happy. And then what happens is, is that we end up, you know, Finding out six months down the track that there's someone at the the company that causes us problems and our happiness goes down. So what we're looking for, Curtis, is a we're looking to set ourselves up so that our happiness is not reliant on external events, that our happiness is reliant on us rather than other people, so that we can have a happiness that is um, consistent, that is constant rather than it is one that is blowing around you know something difficult happens we wake up in the morning we feel great something difficult happens in the day and we don't feel so good anymore it doesn't have to be like that we can actually learn how to be happy consistently so that even when difficult things happen it doesn't knock us to the into a place where we feel this despair and the sadness we may feel it but only for a short amount of time, not for hours or days or weeks or months, as many of us experience.
0: Well, let's talk about your program. Over 70 colleges and universities use your program. Tell us about that program and why all these colleges and universities use it and why it's so successful and how successful it is.
1: Yeah, so the reason is is that a lot of the universities and colleges are understanding that if they can teach their young people how to work with their minds and train and tame their minds, then what they're able to do is to help them with the stress and anxiety they're, that they're experiencing. So stress and anxiety levels are, are going through the roof as, it, as is depression. And these were already problematic before the COVID pandemic, but Obviously, this has escalated over this time, and it's one of the most important things that we need to be aware of is that depression and stress and anxiety are becoming really, really big in our culture. And so it can be important for us to learn when we're younger, ideally, how to work with the mind because it's actually our mind that decides whether we're happy or whether we suffer. And it's our mind that decides how we experience our external events. And so if we can learn to meditate, what it does is it teaches us how to really work with the mind well so that we can be happier because it settles the mind and enables us to learn a relationship with ourselves. It teaches us how to work with our thoughts and emotions so that we can really calm our mind down And once we've calmed our mind down, it's much easier for us to be happier.
0: Give some insights on where stress and anxiety comes from in our modern world and some tips that we can use to reduce.
1: Yeah, sure. So all of you are going to be really aware. 12 years ago, there was the advent of the iPhone. And there is a direct correlation between the uh, iPhone uh, the arrival of the iPhone and an increase, a dramatic increase in stress and anxiety amongst people. So, what we have to understand is that the more our mind is disrupted, the more unhappy we become. So, You know that feeling when you're really in a flow, when you're concentrating on something, maybe you're playing a game, maybe you're playing music, maybe you're having a conversation and you just feel so good and there's this flow happening. And without that flow, what happens is is that our mind is jumping from one thing to the next and it causes a lot of stress and anxiety in the mind. So we're now living in a world where we're really overwhelmed with notifications coming in that are creating stress and anxiety for us. We're consistently, we're being interrupted. We're writing an email. Our phone goes off with a notification. We're disrupted. So our mind is shifting from one task to the next. But if we look at science, what we understand is that every time we shift uh, our tasks, from one task to the next, what happens is is our mind takes 15 minutes to settle into the new task. So we're dancing our mind around constantly. And a lot of this is caused by the notifications that are coming in on our phones, our devices, our computers. But also we're engrossed in a whole bunch of information that is not helpful for us. So many things that are going on in the world that we have we have no power over, that we're worrying about and thinking about because we're being drawn in and sucked in through news channels and through social media into events that are of no concern to us. And so again, the mind is getting completely stressed. So it's really important for us to look at our relationships with all of the things that distract us and take us off and to try and keep our mind really focused in the present moment, which is, which is what the wonderful thing is about uh, meditation practice, is it teaches us to be here.
0: Well, in your bio, you talk about how anyone can live to their fullest potential, no matter how old they are. Explain what you mean by that.
1: I think that most of us think that you know, we don't realize that we're actually able to master our life. So I have students from the age of early 20s right through into their late 80s. And what I see is that for all of them, they're able to shift and change their lives. So often we feel as we get older that maybe as we're getting older, we can't kind of change, we can't shift things. But a lot of that is because we have not been exposed to the right information to show us what it is possible to shift and change. So I have a course called the Happiness Baseline, which is an eight-week online course that teaches you how to be happier. And we have a 100% success rate in shifting people. People who never believed that it was possible to be happier are now becoming happier. And so this is really powerful for us to understand, is that the mind is completely malleable. The mind can be tamed and trained and taught and shifted no matter how old you are. And as we understand that the mind is the ordering principle, is the decider of whether we're happy or whether we suffer, we start to see that it doesn't matter how old you are, it is completely possible to change your mind. But also science shows us that it is possible to change the structure of our mind as well. There was a, a study that was done some years ago with Matthew Rickard, who is a famous Tibetan Buddhist monk who was the translator for many years for the Dalai Lama. And he was put into a, a study where they were looking at his brain. And when they started the study, they had to reset all their equipment at UCLA because they thought there was something wrong with their equipment, because the makeup of his brain from years of practicing meditation had completely changed. The area in his brain, the happiness area literally was much, much larger than anything they'd ever seen in anybody. So they did a series of studies and found that people who had been meditating for many years, it changed the structure of their brain. So change is possible. And the fear that everything will continue to be the same or we can't find a way through is something that I don't advocate. I really encourage you to know that it is possible to change no matter what's happening in your life, no matter what your age is.
0: Well, so listeners can just get a feel for how successful your work is around the world and all of the wonderful things that you've done, like charity and stuff. Explain some of the things that you have done and accomplished and the people you work with, and also talk about your charity work.
1: Sure. So the charity work is really important to me. We support a number of uh, organizations. Uh, One that works with homeless. Uh, I support a, um, an orphanage in India that I have a lot to do with. I spend a lot of time there helping them. We're also supporting a young Mongolian doctor at the moment. She's training as a doctor. We're supporting her outside of her country to train so that she can go back in and help the families in Mongolia uh, to be to be well. So those kind of things. We we do scholarships and things for kids as well. All these things are really important to us to give back because um, that's what it is about, you know, and yes, the work that I do is really successful. We see it in the numbers. We have a, you know, we have a 100% success rate in shifting the happiness of people that do the happiness baseline. We measure them at the beginning with the Penn State University happiness inventory, which is, uh, the standard test for happiness. And then we measure them at the end as well. And, uh, yeah, we, we do extremely well with this. So I think that's the proof is in the pudding. We have lots of transformation with my students, but I think that's the statistic that I'm the most proud of.
0: So I saw in your bio that, that you also do music. Is that correct?
1: I was a professional musician for a lot of my life. Yes, I was, Curtis.
0: Oh, okay. What, what kind of music did you do?
1: Uh, I was a singer-songwriter.
0: There you go. And you also use that and your work to also promote your message.
1: Well, yes. I mean, I do all the, all the music for our meditations, um, which is wonderful, you know, so I, I keep my foot in the door. I don't have as much time for music as I used to. So this is like a new phase of my life, but it's, it, it was an amazing career to have. And I traveled all over the world with it. I, I, uh, Open two European tours for Chuck Berry and yeah, I, I got to travel all sorts of places with it um, and it was amazing. So yeah, it's been a, a wonderful chapter in my life.
0: Well, tell us about your daily podcast. In your right mind, tell people why you decided to start that, where they can check it out and what it's all about.
1: When COVID began, one of the things that I was looking at is what sort of support my students needed, and they needed something that was more day-to-day in the support because people were really struggling. So we started up the In Your Right Mind podcast believing that we were going to do it for a couple of weeks because everyone at that time, as you know, was so unsure as to what was happening with this COVID pandemic. And uh, two and a half years later, it's still going. It's a daily podcast where I give bite-sized pieces of wisdom. So often people will write to me with questions or often I'll reflect on things that are happening in the world and just help people as to how they can navigate and manage their lives differently. So it's yeah, you can find it on all the platforms. It's called In Your Right Mind. And you can also write to me with any questions you have. And more than likely, I will answer those on a podcast.
0: But do you have any current upcoming projects that you're working on that the listeners need to know about?
1: I think the biggest one for me is, you know, if you want to be happier, you should come and do our, our course, The Happiness Baseline. And the reason that it's so exciting, this course, is because we do things a little bit differently. We don't. Uh, we we ask you for an accountability bond for the course. So we ask you for an accountability bond. We get you to put that accountability bond down. And as long as you complete the eight-week course within 10 weeks, you just write to us and you get your bond back. The reason that I do it this way is that I want you to complete the course. I want you to be happier. I want you to get the results. And we get a 92% completion rate in our course when people do it this way. So uh, it, it, it's amazing. So I just really encourage you to come and do this course. I'm very involved with it. You get to ask questions through it. I answer personally. And um, yeah, if you, if you want to be happier, this is the way.
0: Well, throw out your contact information, website, social media links, that way people can stay connected with you and take that course.
1: Yes, thank you. Just come to moniqueroads.com, which is the same as my name. You can find me on all of the platforms uh, under Monique Roads Official. Uh, we're there and would love would love to get to know you and would love to teach you and help you.
0: Absolutely. Well, you, you got such an extensive bio. So close us out with some final thoughts, maybe something that I forgot to touch on that you would like to hit that's really important to you or just any final thoughts for the listeners.
1: I just think my final thoughts, Curtis, is just to remind everybody that no matter where you are in your life, that change is possible. You just need to find the, the right avenue, the right person or the right people to help you through. And once you find that, then it's possible to really shift and change and grow your life. So You know, sometimes we can feel despair or sadness or depression or things are hard. But I just want to tell you that I transformed and changed my life. And it was, you know, I was at the depths of despair when I started this journey. And I just want to encourage you that it is possible. I didn't know the level of happiness that I experienced now was possible, but it is. And I just want to give you all hope that it's possible to change your life.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, MoniqueRose.com. Be sure to check her out. Check out her course. Check out that daily In Your Right Mind podcast. Also, be sure to follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible because we all are looking for happiness. And Monique is definitely someone who can help you do that if that's what you need. Monique, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me, Curtis.